Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker. And of course, Ziaul Roshan is with me. Time for the weekend Premier League wrap-up. Nothing I love more than a Monday episode where we get to talk about all the action that transpired over the weekend. Of course, headlined by Arsenal beating Liverpool 3-1. What a result for the Gunners. I know, right? So they've pretty much blown the title race wide open. Yeah, it really is. Uh, depending on the City result later tonight. Two games could- in hand. Though. Exactly. There could be two points separating the top three, which is, from a neutral perspective, super, super exciting, right? And we talk about Arsenal getting this important result. Here's what Mikel Arteta had to say post-match about that important result that throws the Gunners right back in it. It's an unbelievable opponent. Um, they demand you to be at an incredible level in every action, and, and we know how difficult it is to beat them, so we are really happy tonight. Yeah. Um, in terms of home wins this season, obviously you've now beaten Liverpool, you beat Manchester City here as well. That was the last time we spoke to you on this touchline, and you were delighted. Can you compare the two experiences, the two emotions? Well, for me, two, two of the best teams in Europe, and by far two of the most consistent in the last six, seven years. So to reach that level and be able to compete to them, it tells a lot about the team. But now it's about doing it every three, four days. And so when it comes to Champions League, now West Ham and maintain that momentum because now we have some momentum back again. And are the things that you've picked up from your experience last season that you will be employing over the remaining 15 Premier League games? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we learn and, uh, and we become better and we become more experienced in, in certain decisions. Especially, I think our success is going to be um, very much if we have availability of players and, and the squad is healthy. And if we have, I think we have a great chance. All right, Arsenal boss uh, Mikel Arteta speaking with NBC Sports there. Let's do the commentary round from the pundits. Uh, we're going to turn attention now to Sky Sports before we get into the discussion. And, and that's the deeper discussion that you and I are going to have. Uh, what does this mean for the Gunners? What does it mean for City even? You have to give credit where it's due. I think today Arsenal performed really well every aspect of the game. You know, Tactically, Arteta was put on. The player played the way they were supposed to play. You know, it's the first move, the first goal is the move of the game. And you could tell that they've been working on it during, during the, the week Arsenal, and it happened. Arsenal, if, if Liverpool or Arsenal are going to win this league, they're going to have to beat Man City. So Arsenal have got to go to Man City, Man City have got to go to Anfield. They will have to do that, obviously, a lot more than that. But you, you, I know, I think Arsenal beat City, didn't they, early on mm-hmm. the season? Yeah, one very tight game. For, for Man City, you think of what they did in the games against Arsenal last season, probably won them, won them the, you know, the title. That's what both teams are going to have to do in the second half of the season, they're going to have any chance at all. The, the thing about Mikel Arteta is in the Arsenal team that he's got here, I don't look at them and think that he can get any more out of them. I think yeah. that but he's honestly achieving the maximum with this group of players and that's a great job. So what he's doing is fantastic. I just wish he had one player at the top end of the pitch. I don't think these players are all of a sudden going to become great goal scorers. I think we probably know what it's, they are. How can that cameo, how I can know, they get that? My point being is, look at the other end of the pitch. Arsenal defensively are fantastic. Yeah. So sometimes it's not a case of, right, we need to score more goals because I'm not quite sure they've got a goal score. Well, I'm not, I know they haven't. I think we all know that. But if they're better at the other end, that gives them a chance. Oui, oui, uh, on the Sky Sports, uh, we had Guy Clichy, uh, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville. I only understood two of them. <laughs> the accent guess, was quite thick and telling. <laughs> but, but both of them, all three of them, in fact, make that point, right? That Arsenal, yes, have got themselves right back in the mix with the result. But like you alluded to earlier, Manchester City remain yeah. outright favourites from a mathematical standpoint, but also a historical standpoint where they have reeled opponents in with this second half blitz almost. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's great that the seasons turned out like that, and once again, it puts like a fifty percent advantage on City. Now, Arsenal are trying to build. They're trying to get that consistency, and that's really important. You see some of them that are really nuisance players, and I mean that positively, like Sir Gabriel uh, Martinelli, uh, for example. I think the other question that we haven't really looked at, is this a two-horse race, or, or is Liverpool going to make a bounce back? Is, Liverpool, is, it, is it a Liverpool-Arsenal fighting for second, or are all three of them actually fighting for first? I think all three of them are still fighting for first. I know City historically, as the reigning champion, as treble, reigning treble winners, they will be outright favourites. Of course. But I feel Arsenal are going to have a say in this title race completely. Obviously, all those supporting Liverpool want that fairy tale farewell for Jurgen Klopp. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think Arsenal have learnt from years gone by. Look, one of the criticisms that came out of yesterday's match was Arsenal's overzealous celebrations. <laughs> Mikel Arteta celebrations. Uh, Mikel Arteta <laughs> running down the touchline a bit. Was Mourinho it okay West. for you though? It was completely okay for me because yeah, yeah. I feel. Going into the match, Arteta said, this is a home game. We need the crowd with course, us. And the course. crowd was with the fans, uh, with the players rather, mm. every step of the way. Mm-mm-mm. So you want to give back to the fans. And mm. the only way to do that in a stadium atmosphere is to show at, uh, emotion as well. And I think Arteta did just that. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't work out for him, uh, he can quash those rumours and go to Barcelona. But... Uh, but but it's nice to say, I mean, who criticizes Klopp when he does that, you know? Exactly. In front of the cop. Yeah. And, <laughs> right? And I, I feel like people use this stick against Arsenal in terms of immaturity yeah. or having yeah, yeah. not won something tangible, this squad at least, haven't won the Premier League in over 20 years, I believe. But they've learned from last year. I see yeah. that in this Arsenal team. Declan Rice is such a solid yes, addition. Yes. Jamie Carragher touched on it. Defensively, Arsenal are so, so strong. I know yesterday they fumbled and conceded the goal close to halftime, but they have such a great base going yes. forward that I think Arsenal are very much going to be in the mix. And I feel they will forego Champions League success mm. to concentrate on the league. Whereas City are more primed to concentrate on all of that, all yeah. the competitions there. Yeah. And there's the expectation as well. Yeah. So maybe that will be uh, the Achilles heel for Pep Guardiola. Well, I mean, it's also telling, right, How just how difficult the league is, how difficult it is to bounce back. Uh, you've got teams that have gone 30 years without a title. There's a current team going on close to 10 years without a title or uh, slightly over 10 years without a title. And talk that uh, teams, uh, Liverpool, for example, is going to go through another decade without the title when the right cultural leader leaves. Is Mikel Arteta that leader? Only time will tell. If they finish, honestly, if they finish second again this season, I think it's progress still. I think based on the football they are putting out, it certainly will be progress. And maybe that's a purist point of view. But unfortunately, in football, the remit is three points, but the remit is also silverware, right? So, of course, of course. If Arteta doesn't deliver the league, Mm, but mm -hmm. there's some other trophy there, perhaps. But I feel there will be pressure because let's not forget the board have backed Arteta in a big, big way in terms of spending on Harvards and players like that. And of course, 100 million on Declan Rice as well. So the pressure is there. I suspect Arsenal are going to pip Liverpool and City to the yeah, title. Yeah, that FA Cup credibility is uh, running out as well for Arteta. Mm. So he's got to do some work there. Let's uh, move on to talk about the team that hasn't won a league in 10 years. Uh, Manchester United uh, and the youth of United beating West Ham 3-0. Yeah, you say haven't won the league in 10 years. I can safely say they're not going to win it in the 11th year as well because that's where the yeah. club is at the moment. But yesterday was comfortable. And we haven't said that about Manchester United in so long, right? Comfortably winning... 
3 nil. True. In West Ham's defense, they did have a few attacking opportunities, but they didn't make the most of it. Yeah. I feel bad for Calvin Phillips. Exactly. Uh, Coming on a couple yeah. of games that he's made yeah. mistakes now. But I think the only thing that overshadowed Manchester United's, I'm going to say, renaissance throughout the second half of the season was the return to fitness of Lisandro Martinez. Yesterday, worryingly, he picked up a knock. Here's what Eric Ten Hag had to say post-match in terms of Martinez and his injury. It doesn't look good. So uh, there's a big concern, but we have to wait coming days uh, what is uh, the diagnosis, and then we can tell you more. Yeah, of course, we do everything to get the right diagnosis and uh, see um, what is the damage. He's very, he's very sad, very disappointing. Um, we are all, and we, we feel really with him. Um, it's, it's, uh, first of all, it's a personal disaster uh, when it's really bad, but uh, let's wait. What it is, but also for the team, is really bad because he definitely brings us a lot. Yeah, um, at first it seemed they were taking him off out of caution, and then as time went by, and then Eric Ten Hag coming out, it really does worry uh, fans. And I'm sure we will get more details in the coming hours. Yeah, after the diagnosis, Eric Ten Hag likes to say it's done. We will get more details. There's only one one problem, right? <laughs> but well, amongst <laughs> one important problem, I guess. But yeah, it is worrying because I touched on it there. Yes, it was a comfortable win for Manchester United. But Harry Maguire is no Lisandro Martinez. He was still susceptible to the odd mistake bailed out by Diego Dalot a couple of times. So Manchester United need to have their best players if they are to stand a chance. Speaking of best players, I thought the three youngsters, uh, Kobe Mino, Hoyland and Garnacho, are the way forward. Mino uh, didn't caught the eye, catch the eye as much yesterday, but Hoyland scored on his birthday. Ganacho with a couple of goals. The future does look a bit bright. That was good too. And uh, the old horse in uh, the form of uh, Casimero picking out a pass, uh, creating one of the goals. I can't remember which one, but uh, you know that's something he has. You know, Coming forward, he doesn't do too often. Looking like the old self, how long will that last? doesn't really matter right now as long as you look to the future and you continue to build on that future so uh, a routine win for Manchester United but I, I really I know we want to go on on United but I really want to talk about the Chelsea loss to Wolves uh, here's my, 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 my question alright Maurizio Pochentino I want to get your take on this is the manager to blame <laughs> I think it depends on which club, but specifically to Chelsea, I'm not sure Pochettino is to blame because right. because the, the drop off from yeah. Chelsea were world champions. I think three years ago, you know, sure after winning the Champions League under Tuchel and then won the yeah. club World yeah, Cup. Yeah. And, so the drop off from that to sitting 11th in the Premier League now is worrying. Okay, so so this is my analysis, and 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 just 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 rebut me on this. I don't get it, right? You look at Raheem Sterling, I don't trust the guy. Nico Jackson is not for the Premier League. You had your Christopher Nkuku in there with uh, Noni Badueki. Okay, something interesting. You've had time with these guys coming back from injury. Enzo's been there for a while. Fernandez, that's it. That That is. Moises Caicedo looks like he can't be trusted as well. It's like... These are quality players, but maybe they're not good enough. Uh, Mudrik is probably the greatest sprinter, and that's about it. So what is and and I think it's true. You know, you can teach these players everything in training. You know, just like in a box boxing match, for example, like like what I go through. You go inside their game time whistle goes or or the bell rings, something happens, 
and it seems that something happens to these players in between the years. Yeah, it certainly they stop almost thinking, right? To say the what's least. What's going on there? Right? And, and yeah. I think that's where Boli is to blame more than Pochettino because okay. he's gone out and spent hundred million on Enzo, spent hundred million on Casado, mm. spent close to hundred million on Mudrik. Mm-hmm. What this does is it adds so much pressure on these players to perform that they then struggle. I think that's what. Di- uh, dipri- uh, differentiates the yeah. the good from the greats, right? Okay, In terms okay. of living up to their potential, I think that's where these boys are struggling at the moment. And I tell you why Pochettino is not to blame because you list out those players: Enzo, yeah. Casado, uh, Mudrik, right? Mm. He doesn't have a number nine, a focal point. And with all due respect, I don't think Nicholas Jackson <laughs> is the Nico answer, Jackson. right? Yeah, not at all. So why have you spent the money that way? Unfortunately, we live in a world where the manager is going to take the blame eventually. And who are we depending on? Thiago Silva, 39 years old. And how many you times... You might ask me, uh, 42, and, and, I play. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Careful, Boli might be listening. You might get hey, a call hey, after this. You be my agent again. Uh, why not? Make some money. <laughs> Speaking of agents, I feel like with Mourinho in the background there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see there's an interim role coming in because Boli's running out of chips now. He's he's botched the Potter he's appointment. He's going to do the Ole Gunnar Possibly. Because, because you... If this continues, you're going to lose fans. I saw on Twitter, there's some leaked messages of Mudrik arguing with a fan on Instagram and stuff like that. There's a lot of bad blood brewing, right? The only way to get the fans back is to bring the special one back. Could that possibly happen? Is that the way forward? I don't think so. But you need to do something tangible to keep the Chelsea fans on side at this point. I mean, it's it's a toxic environment, clearly. Uh, You want to argue about talent, but uh, in a toxic environment, it's all about the blame game. Mm. And coming back to your earlier point, which is probably the most crucial one of them all in this day and age the manager gets the blame exactly and that's why I suspect the noose is tightening around Mauricio Pochettino and chances are he'll be gone before the end of the season Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3